This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Roundtable, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. I love my HBCU And boy I love it, love it I love it, love it I love my HBCU And man I hope my team they won one 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 I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she's half. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yessa yes, and pay attention because he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As you see, both Mike Washington and Charles Bishop are out on a sign. Charles might be able to come in here as he's taking care of some business and may be able to jump in later in the show. We'll keep an eye out and see if he can get it done. But further, we're still here to bring you a show, and I have uh, my main backup pinch hitter, clinical professor A.D. Drew, as always, ready to get it done. Welcome to episode 356 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports, for institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture. HBCU athletic aesthetics facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios in Sydney, a signal live at KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Today's episode of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency. LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Before I ask you how you're doing today, I do want to say I did send your paperwork in uh, for your supplement pay, A.D. Drew, to the provost's office, so we're waiting on the signature to come back. Hopefully it gets signed off, we'll get you squared away, and we'll send it over to HR, and you'll be right for all additional work and hard work you're doing. I just want you to know your paperwork has been signed and sent in by the dean. With that being said, how you doing today, AD Drew? Hey, I'm doing all right, my brother. Doing all right, but you know, paperwork and everything is fine. 
when, when am I going to get the bag, Dr. Kavir? When am I going to get the bag? And the question about the bag is, will it be you a Louis? Both. Or will it be a Louis? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not supposed to ask that publicly. But yeah, we're oh, my working bad. on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. I, I, on it. You know? I know nobody was paying attention to us. I thought we was just on a regular Zoom call, man. My bad, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. With that being said, I want to jump into this. I know you pay attention to this kind of stuff, man. I was excited to see this. And we leaned in this about, about a week before, right before Christmas, when we started talking about Langston being undefeated. Well, guess what? The rest of the world is caught up. Langston University men's basketball ranked third in the NAIA team in the nation. This is courtesy of HBCU game day. The Lions entered the top five of the NIA top 25 poll for the first time since 2018-2019 season. Yes, they've been in the top five before. The Langston University men's basketball team entered the top five for the first time since the 2018-2019 season in the fourth edition of the NIA men's basketball coach's top 25 poll. The national office announced Langston is the only undefeated team in the NIA men's basketball coaches top 25 at 15-0 and and ranked third overall. So there is highest third with 520 total votes and also received one first-place vote. Somebody thinks they're good enough to be number one. I wonder if they're out uh, Oklahoma area uh, in regards to that vote. The Lions are the highest-rated team in the Sooner Athletic Conference and ranked in the NIA Top 25 for the third consecutive NIA Coaches Top 25 poll. Today's poll marks the highest that Langston University has ranked in the NCAA Coaches Top 25 poll the previous was four. They had got up to number four overall around the same time frame. That was January 2nd in 2019. Statistically, Langston University in steals per game, 3.7. Second in the NIA in net efficiency, 0.326. Uh, third in points allowed per game, great on defense, 59.7, just under 60 points. And sixth offensively efficiency, 1.17. So they can play some ball. Langston is also outscoring opponents by an average. And this is where it gets interesting. 24.2 points per game. Langston University returns action on Thursday. Um, that's tonight versus Southwestern Assembly of God in Waxahachie, Texas. The Lions' next home matchup is set for January 19 versus Mid-American Christian. With that being said, I got to get you in on this. What are your thoughts in terms of Langston being ranked uh, as high as they are, third in the nation. Well, first of all, anytime you're at this point of the season in basketball and you are and O, you're you're doing you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. You know, Lexington has. I'm looking at Lexington's schedule right now. Uh, they've beaten some. Take out the early matchups with teams for one and zero and two and zero and zero and one and stuff like that. Uh, they've beaten some some decent teams. Uh, they've beaten like a, a Wayland Baptist, uh, who was seventy three at the time of their matchup. But I I, I am going, and I hate to be that antithesis for uh, for the for this. But they've played about five opponents who were under 500 at that point in time. So just some, I think it's great how Chris Wright built his schedule 
to build the momentum for likes to get into th this and O part, 11 and O. Now, but you know as well as I do, Doc, all that don't, doesn't matter. You're into the meat of conference play now. Teams know each other. Co coaches tend to know each other. Chris Wright does have the advantage of him being a new coach. Coaches don't know him. But at the same time, he has a disadvantage of him not knowing the other coaches and their style. Can't Lexi keep this momentum going? I sure hope so. Because this man shows that he knows what he's doing. I mean, he he was only in the national championship game last year. Just if he faces anybody but the role by his at Talladega, he's 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 the uh, national championship coach. So you know it, it, it's great. It, but the amazing story is it's not so much as the fifteen and old Doctor Camille. Did you see Lexi's record last mm -hmm. year? They were like oh for the conference. And like one and two for the season. Yeah. So the fact that you've turned this around <laughs> is good. Great point. The and the and O makes it that much better of a story. And one last thing, while you talked about that school out in Oklahoma, uh the the HBCU that's the furthest to the West, don't disrespect the women and uh the job that Coach Kevin Harrod has done with the women out there. At Langston, also the Langston uh, Lady Lions. Great point. Great point. When you talk about NIA programs, we'll see Gulf Coast Athletic Conference, a, a group of uh, HBCUs at the NIA level uh, conference play begins this weekend. So it'll be interesting. You got Talladega Tougaloo that you talked about. Talladega, where he came from, doing well. Tougaloo is getting votes in the top 25. So it's interesting to see how. Uh, this mix of HBCUs operating at the uh, NIA level. And we'll see where they match up. Because when we do the mid-major, we put both the NIA and NCAA Division II programs together. So we'll see what that looks like. I love what you all do um, Sunday night in terms of the power rankings that you all put together and how you separate out Division II NIA programs, which gives more programs much more love. So I have appreciation for what that looks like. Uh, putting a different spin on there. And obviously you have the division ones as well. Make sure people understand that you do every level uh, for both men's and women's in basketball. So we might get a chance to tease that out a little bit and compare the two just to see uh, where they look like in terms of what that uh, analysis is. I did want to take advantage of this before I go to you and see what you want to discuss uh, from a news per perspective. And I, I will just kind of get this out here because we talked about this again. But I wanted to remind folks, SWAC announces men's and women's basketball HBCU GO schedule. So keep on the lookout for your HBCU GO. Obviously, we if you um, caught it last Saturday uh, and uh, Monday there, when you talk about Texas Southern, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Bethune, Cookman at Southern, uh, some nice matchups on the game uh, GO that you can catch up with. Uh, 14th and 16th, which is this week. Uh, you have Grambling State at Southern. That's a doubleheader. Uh, that's the early version of that game. What's interesting about that, the Southern at Grambling uh, will not be at Grambling. It actually will be in Utah for the NBA All-Star Game, a part of the HBCU Classic that the NBA puts together up there. So it'll be fascinating to see what the first version of that looks like. Uh, as Southern has gotten off hot four and one, uh, four and zero, oh, while Grambling's three and one on the men's side, 
and, and obviously the women are not doing bad for both uh, programs as well. Then on Monday, you get Jackson State at Texas Southern. It's going to be an interesting matchup when you talk about that. Jackson State is doing pretty good, undefeated 3-0, and sitting behind uh, Jackson in that. Uh, but then you have Texas Southern, if you would, uh, that are 0-4. So fascinating to see what that looks like. Didn't want to get a lot of time on that, but obviously uh, you can go to WB, catch that. You can go to the website and catch some of those big games. We'll keep you updated about this HBCU Gold because people are not quite as familiar about those games and they have a lot of games that will be showed um, uh, this 2022-23 uh, season in terms of 30-plus games, men's and women. So it would be fascinating to see what that looks like. Uh, what other news that you wanted to share and get out of here, uh, Drew? Uh, Dr. Kabir, as we get ready for the NFL playoffs, let's stay with football and let's stay with the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns signed four former HBCU players to futures deals. And this is courtesy of HBCUGameDay.com. Former Jackson State and Morgan State wide receiver, Dalen Baldwin, former Prairie View A&M linebacker, Story Jackson. Former South Carolina State defensive tackle Roderick Perry and former Michigan State tackle Tyrone Wheaton Jr. were all signed to deals by the Cleveland Browns. A futures contract does not count against the salary cap or the roster debit for the current season. Instead, it is credited against the following year's salary cap and the player uh, counts against the 90 season of <clears throat> The all-season 90-man limit roster. Ironically, none of these players who agreed to deal with the Browns spent their entire year, entire careers at HBCUs. And you can go to hbcu.com to read more about their individual careers. Uh, all four men who own the practice squad with the Cleveland Browns are hoping to stick for the 2023 season. So th this is good. At least these guys these four young men know they will be in camp next year. So that, that gives them the extra motivation and opportunity to be seen. Not only will they be in camp next year, Doc, but now they'll get to go to through OTAs and other off-season programs to hopefully improve their chances of, if not making it with the Browns, making it with another team in the NFL. Uh, but I wonder if players are signed these these type of contracts, if this may be a way of keeping them away from USFL and the XFL because hmm. these teams see that much potential in them and don't want them to don't don't want to lose them to injury or possibly lose them to another team who realizes what they have if they go get some reps in the USFL or XFL. Just just something I just want to throw in there as an add-on to that uh, discussion that Dr. Kabir. That's a great question and great points you make there in terms of uh, these HBC players getting an opportunity, but what does it mean in terms of future contracts and kind of understanding that language that they're signed literally not currently, but in terms of what um, Cleveland Browns want to bring them in in the future. With that being said, uh, quickly, A&T, uh, first HBCU to really put out their 2023 schedule. Obviously, it's a schedule that consists of the Colonial Athletic Association, 
uh, in terms of the new conference that they will be a member of in football. Obviously, they started all other sports um, this academic year besides football. Not a lot that really stands out here. Um, obviously, they have three HBCUs on the program, or maybe not obviously, but they do have North Carolina Central, uh, which will be played in Greensboro. Uh, they travel to Norfolk, and then obviously they have the conference game against Hampton, uh, where they'll travel uh, to see uh, Hampton. So they'll travel back to Norfolk to take on Hampton. With that being said, there are three games that kind of stood out to me, I must admit, which is three in a row, Villanova, Delaware, and Richmond. Boy, I'm telling you, it's pretty tough three-game slate right in the middle of your schedule for new coach, as we talked about also that was announced uh, last weekend, got out there in media press there. So congratulations, Coach Brown. Uh, with that being said, we're going to get into our first break. We'll be back on the other side. We're going to give you the poll rankings. This time we're going to go with the mid-majors. We'll start with the women, give you a breakdown on these mid-major programs that consist of the top women's and men's, uh, if you would, uh, Division Two and NIA programs. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love love and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is on the break. Charles Bishop has joined us. Superman in the building. AD Drew broke it down and gave us some good news of the day. We're going to get into these mid-major poll rankings. First time we brought it out here week one, so fresh off the press. I'm going to see if I can impress these two folks today. Remember, mid-major rankings, we do both NCAA Division II and NAIA. Some polls bring them together. Other ones keep them separate. We like to bring the mid-majors together. Similar to what we do for football, not as many of these NIA programs playing football, but I think since we started with football, we're going to finish it with basketball. Um, obviously, in a lot of ways, we see this similar into some of the baseball polls that are out there. Without further ado, let's get into those teams. Nobody dropped out first week out the box, but receiving votes was Lane Dragons, 10 and 3, 6 and 2 on the season. Out of the SIEC class, a pretty good basketball, looking good uh, at the Division II level. They are receiving votes with 22 points, so they're just outside of the top five. Got a little more work to do to get in the top five. We'll see what that looks like as we move forward. Uh, then on the women's, continuing, uh, number five, Philander uh-huh. Smith Panthers, 9-2, and 1-0. Obviously, this mm. was released on Tuesday, um, so just want to keep that in mind as you see these rankings throughout um, the basketball season. 32 points put them at number five. Bring us to number four, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, 11 and 2, 6 and 2, 37 points uh, as they are at number four. Bring us to number three. We're going to go into the state of Florida. Yes, NIA Florida for that matter. Deep down in the Florida, Florida Memorial Lions, 11 and 5, 6 and 1, playing some good basketball. They're at number three with 41 points. We're going to go up to Georgia to get back to number two, which is Savannah State Tigers. 10 and 3, 6 and 2. Two first place votes, 56 points. But holding on to number one that just edged them out with more first place votes, four to be exact, is none other than the Tuskegee Golden mm-hmm. Tigers. 12 and 3, 9 and 1, 58 points. They get it done playing some great basketball. You see it there? Golden State Tigers on the women. Are getting it done with the top five. Charles, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to ask you to hold on, bite your tongue, because I just see how you, you little sweat <laughs> on your brow there. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> but I'm going to let the sweat on AD's brow go first. Uh, go ahead, Drew. Tell me what do you think about my mid-major poll as we debut it in week number one. Well, one update uh, on one of your te- on her teams that was ranked. Florida Memorial defeated Weber International today, ninety five sixty six. So uh, let's let's chalk one more up for Florida Memorial as they have uh, went on here and secured that, that victory. They gonna try to climb. They say they want to climb. 
they they want to climb. And and let's also remember GCAC has the first uh two or three roundups mm -hmm. that they have going on on both the men and the women's side. So I expect uh you know let's see if Amanda Smith holds coming out of this roundup or does the team because there's a little I, there's another team over there that wants to get a piece of this rust. You know, I hadn't forgot about oh, Rust. But if I, if I, I, I had some points on there and decided to go, they would be in there. But they get a chance to make a statement this weekend. Can they find their way to get in the top five after this weekend? I know where you're going, Drew. I like that. That's exactly. Right. Go ahead. And, exactly. And, 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 and if you were on HBCU nightly last night, as I know all three of us were at one point in time, I don't know if Charles was around <laughs> with uh, – when, when I got yeah, handed HBC to me on HBCU Nightly as the uh, representative you of the Black College Sports hell, Network. I had told him before that you had a computer rank, but you did well, man. You did well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Russ is looking for, for their respect. So I, I definitely want to see Russ. Team that's uh, surprising a lot of people is Lane, though, out of the SIAC. You know, Lane, yeah, had, call, especially on the women's side, has not been a basketball power. And I've got one other team I want you to uh, keep an eye out for in the SIAC, and that is Miles Women. Uh, Look at inconsistent. When they get mm. on the road, they're good, but they, I, I've seen them give some games away. Last question before I turn it over to Charles. Dr. Kabir, where's the CIAA? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Charles. Yep, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> where I'm going. Hey, they need to keep it. I, 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 I looked and I had to. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead, I Charles. almost wanted to see the poll rankings up again because I just assumed I missed it. But I did not see a CIAA team. <laughs> I especially did not see Lincoln, Pennsylvania, at 10 and 5 overall. Five and one in the CIAA. I'm hey, defending conference. Hey, I raise your I raise clap the women to your Lincoln, uh Charles. Ah, well, there's another one. That's, I, I missed both of them. So I'm like, okay, well, well, maybe 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 I didn't see it. You, maybe I, I maybe I need to put my glasses on. I missed it. <laughs> Dr. Kavir, you may need to go to top 10 when it comes to big majors. I, I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> hey, no, we're going to keep this. We're going to keep this selective. You got to okay. put in that work to get in this top five. Now, we might straight out and get some you. more receiving votes. We'll stretch it out because there are those teams that you talked about that receive votes. I just cut it for the brevity of the show, but I might show them a little more love, let them know how close they are. But at the end of the day, you got to put in work. Get some W's. All I ask is for W's. You get the W's, you get in top five. You don't get the W's, keep working. That's what I tell you. Keep working. But I like the way y'all broke it down. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good comments in terms of CIAA, Lincoln, y'all just showing all this love for Russ. I see where y'all good Frank. Well, I want to make sure I stay in my house. So I'm going to show a whole lot of love for Russ. One more team, Dr. Kavir. One more team. You're right. Steel Steelman on the website. Mm. Yeah, I just see what they're doing. Put yeah. the work. Tell them, tell them what they're doing over there. So everybody else that doesn't know. Yeah, that's another one of those schools I got a phone call from about uh, about what they were, were in the uh, BCSN poll. So uh, at least, Dr. Kavir, we know that these coaches and these players are oh, paying attention. Watching and, and, and respecting our polls. 
or showing how they disrespect our poll by their displeasure. But at least we know the fans may not be watching it, but we know the players and the coaches are watching. I think the fans are watching too. Uh, to put it all together, they just not quite as loud right now. The coaches have a lot online, and I like that. That's the way it's supposed to be. You want to be special, made special. Just keep doing what you're doing. When coaches are putting in work, and congratulations on that. The players are out there doing their thing. Just keep getting those buckets, playing some good defense, uh, and we'll make it happen. We'll find you a way where you get in the top five. But right now, it all goes to Philander Smith at number five. At number four, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. At number three, mm. Florida Memorial Lions. At number mm. two, Savannah State Tigers. And number one, Tuskegee Golden Tigers. This is week one, fellas, as they say, relax. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Got a lot of basketball <laughs> being played. With that being said, with that being said, let's get into our break. We'll come back on the other side and we'll do it for the men's side and see how much consternation we put out then. <laughs> see if there's coaches rambling or is that a much clearer picture? We'll see. And we'll see if we can get some love for the CIAA. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loop machine. All around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to lose, yeah, and the ball, ball, ball. So listen to Professor, yes, sir, yes, sir. And pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville with Inside the HBC Sports with Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. That's Professor Bishop, clinical professor Drew. Let's get in on the mid-major division. Let's get in on the mid-major division. 
As I said, it's week one, so nobody dropped out. We'll see what goes in the mix as we get into week two. We're receiving votes. Atlanta Smith Panthers sit at 10 and 1, 1 and 0 conference play at 38 points. Tuskegee Golden Tigers at 12 and 4, 72 at 31 points, just outside of the top five. So both men's and women's program doing pretty well. Let's get in the top five as I see Charles uh, uh, glean in his eyes. He has some questions already. <laughs> but just relax. Just relax, as I told you on the women's side. At number five, Virginia State Trojans sit at 11 and 4 and 4 and 0. That's out of the CIAA. So CIAA gets some love, 46 points. And number four, you got Claflin Panthers, also out of the CIAA, 12 and 2, 4 and 258 points. At number three, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets in top five in both polls, sitting at 13 and 1, 71, 63 points. And number two, Tougaloo Tornado Ooh. at 12 and 0, 1 and 0 out of the NIA, two first place votes, 74. It's something about being undefeated. I'm going to give you some love. And number one, Langston Lions, obviously number three in the poll as we opened up and gave you that news. They sit at 15 0, number one, 9 0, six first place votes, 78 points. When you got a clean slate, uh, you're going to hold near the top of the polls now. If you can't finish out those programs that may have had a little tougher schedule, they might bump you. But right now, it's something about having that clean sheet. I like you at the top of the polls. I'm going to go to you, Charles, since you're making all that noise, whining and dining over there. You got something to say. Go ahead. Bring it, brother. Well, now I don't see anybody from the SIAC. What's, what's going on with this? We just, just, just receive them. They need to they, hey, we they need some work. Them. They need to win. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. shout out to Coach Eric Struthers, two blue Bulldogs. I mean, they are undefeated thus far this, this season. So I got, definitely got to give a shout out to the home team. Didn't uh, they quietly go Bulldogs. down into Jackson and sneak away and get the, uh, uh, you know, yeah, off the record? Yeah. yeah, all, uh, all <laughs> yeah. record now, is what it was. Now it's bad is the fact that uh, Jack State 3-0 in the swag. Yeah. Yeah, now that off the record elbow, but you you caught me on guard when I'm looking at a Virginia State team that's five and on conference play already, and they come in at number five. I was kind of expecting them to be up a little higher, but all right, it's your pose. Twelve pole. I'm glad you recognize that. <laughs> it's your pose. Either he don't want to smoke, or he just trying to smoke. I, don't know I do know. This is Charles. I do know. With that being said, that's all right. You better get up and they work out tomorrow. I know, right? In the morning, rolling in a little late. I know what you're doing. I know where you work out. With that being said, clinical professor Drew, what you got to say about the poll? All right. First of all, and uh, not sure if this counted uh, on the record or not, but I know Tupelo would narrowly defeated by Mississippi College. Don't know if that was considered an exhibition or a uh, or or a game. So uh, we'll have to look at that when we uh, come back around and do the polls next week, uh, Dr. Treville. But still, 12-0, 12-1, whatever, at this point in time in the season, especially, that, like Charles said, they uh, quietly defeated uh, Jackson State early in the season. It's some type of uh, scrimmage, exhibition game, whatever you want to call it. A W is a W when you play at D1. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll take that out there. Uh, interesting that NAIA is at the top of the poll, Dr. Cavill. Just, just want to throw that out there. Uh, West Virginia State, Brian Poor picked up four, uh, victory number 400 over the weekend. 
Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, West Virginia State is the top Division II team in your uh, poll, Dr. Cavill. Team that was left out of your poll, though, that I think you need to keep an eye out for is Miles Golden Bears. Coach Fred Watson mm. also picked up number mm. 400 over the weekend yeah. on, Congratulations. on Saturday Congratulations. with, uh, you know, he has 11, 20 win seasons in his 21 uh, year career. Kind of how you get to 400 uh, that fast when you've got all those 20 win seasons. Uh, but congratulations, That's Coach right. Watson. Uh, if you go to myBCSN.info, uh, you see the article that I wrote on uh, not only Coach Watson, but Coach Poole on them uh, picking up that victory number 400. It's going to be interesting in uh, SIAC West, though, Dr. Kavir. Have you actually looked at the conference standings in the SIAC? And it bunched up. The the, and the power is on the West. Yeah. The only team coming into this week that was not 500 in conference in the West was spring here. Every other team in the SIAC West was 500 and above with Tuskegee, Miles, Lebo and LeBoy on, and who am I forgetting? Uh, all Kentucky State. With Kentucky State with two, with two conference losses. They've got different amount of wins, but they all sit there with the same, same amount in the loss column in the SIAC. So, boy, I am looking forward to being able to get to Savannah, Georgia and watch these teams battle it out in the I'm a, SIAC tournament. I'm going to throw you out a dark horse team to keep an eye on going forward. This is Shaw Bears. They won five in a row, and they got a good one uh, upcoming this weekend. They got uh, they got Virginia State, uh, Elizabeth City State. Uh, at home and Virginia State at home. So, Virginia, keep the eye out for that shot Virginia State matchup on Monday. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Fun. Keep your eyes on that. And mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about some other games in the next segment to keep your eyes on. But I'm glad you pointed that one out now. Drew, go ahead. I know you wanted to uh, jump back in there with some other. I was going to say, last dark horse, if you want to talk about it, Charles, coming back to the SIAC, is the host team for the uh, tournament, Savannah State Tigers. You know, last year yeah. they snuck up over everybody and won the SIAC tournament. Coach Horace Broadnax over there. Now mm -hmm. this year, he's coming from out front and establishing himself in the SIAC East, trying to show that last year's run in the tournament was not a fluke. And handling his business, still playing that tough Georgetown-style defense that they played down there at Savannah State. And let me throw you another team out that's just fun to watch. Cause they throw Elliott's all game. Benedict, Benedict is a fun team to watch. I watched, I had an opportunity <laughs> to watch them uh, uh, do the play by play for Benedict and Morehouse. And the first nine points of the game was like three dunks. So they they attacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, with Benedict I is he is he the bull or bust? That's the only problem with Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Because when that law pass just behind them, then it just those those empty possessions they go down. And it's two points the other way. So I, I've mm -hmm. seen Benedict also. So I know exactly what you're talking about, y'all. They all fun to watch. Sticking in, you talk about the east side of the uh, SIAC. Albany State coach, I think you mentioned, also picked up 600 wins. When you talk about these coaches that had reached 400 wins, Let's talk a little bit about that too. Drew. Yeah, and that was actually on the women's side, Dr. Veer, Coach Robert Skinner. Uh, he started the season with 598. Don't know how I missed it when I was going through and looking at my milestones for the up upcoming season. 
believe he's up to about 605 right now, but he passed 600 back in early December. So uh, we talked about Coach Ray Watson. We talked about Brian Poole on the men's side. Let's give uh, our roses to Coach uh, Robert Skinner, who began his coaching career at Payne College, and he's been at Albany State, I believe, since about 1992, 93, somewhere in there. So uh, he's he's got a long story uh, career. Uh, to spend it over 30 years and has picked up uh, 600 victories in those 30-plus years that he's been on the SIAC and Albany State hardwood. Good stuff, good stuff. Let me give it to you again to make sure since these guys throwing out all these teams, I want to make sure y'all recognize in week number one, who are the top five? That's Virginia State Trojans, the number five, and number four, Claflin Panthers. Number three, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets. And number two, Tugaloo, Tugaloo, I should say, Tornadoes. And number one, Langston Lions are all getting it done. With that being said, we'll be right back after this last break, and we'll get into uh, some of the games to watch uh, for next week. We want to see Charles kind of tease the game out that you need to keep your eyes in the CIAA. We'll go through multiple conferences and tell you which games you need to keep your eyes on and watch. Stick with us. Uh, after we get on the other side of this break, you got that extended weekend with Martin Luther King holiday. Want to make sure all you all go out and do your services and celebrate the great holiday there. That being said, stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Give you some more and talk about the games to keep your eyes on in this upcoming week. Let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplified Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplified Development Services. 
Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Gaville with Inside, this is Dr. Gaville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Professor Bishop, Clinical Professor Drew. Let's get into some of these games this weekend. We got a couple of matchups. You talked about some scores of today. And you, you have the women, uh, Colonial, that play on Friday and Sunday in terms of some of these matchups. Uh, but the bank, uh, most of our games, obviously, uh, with the Colonial on the men's side come today. Uh, when you look at the OBC with Tennessee State, Hampton, uh, North Carolina A&T that actually got in the game yesterday are generally on Thursdays and Saturdays. That Saturday is a lot of games because we get into those MEAC swag matchups as well as that carry on on to Monday. But with that being said, as we look at some of these key matchups going on, I'm going to go to you, Charles, and start out with the CIAA. What's on your mind? What are some of the hot games, whether it's men's or women's, uh, that you want the viewers to keep their names, uh, I mean, eyes on in terms of some of those matchups? The big one is this Saturday, Virginia Union heads to Virginia State. That's going to be a rock'em sock'em there. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, you're talking about two of the top scorers in the CIAA uh, playing in this one. Uh, I believe the top scorers are 1-2 in this one. I'm trying to update my stats now. Of course, my computer is, is going through a refresh. But uh, that's going to be a huge <laughs> one when you take a look at uh, these two teams going at it. They're one, two understandings in CIAA. And then I mentioned one earlier, uh, Shaw, uh, they have a, a battle with Virginia State on uh, January 18th. So looking forward to that one as well. So Virginia State, two huge games this weekend. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. CIAA, keep your eyes on it. They have the first tournament up, but they got to get through this season. For those seasons, we'll see what's going on. AD Drew, I want you to go into your home uh conference if you would as you just cover division twos out of the SIEC so well but then I'm gonna ask you to stretch it out a little bit I want you to give me some Gulf Coast Athletic Conference as they're doing their roundup so tell me what are some of the games uh, that you want to keep your eyes on out of the SIEC in the Gulf Coast Athletic Conference men's and or women's all right let's start off with the SIEC uh Look at that. Hey, on the men's side, you got Savannah State traveling to Morehouse on this Saturday. That's 1 o'clock in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And this, these times that I'm going to be giving going to be East. Hey, here's a big SIC West matchup on Saturday. That will be LeMoyne versus Tuskegee. Traveling to Tuskegee, you know, those two teams we said earlier, uh, both uh, two losses separated by a couple of wins, but they both have two conference losses. So those are going to be the key matchups that uh, I want to see on Saturday in the SIAC. And on the on the women's side in the SIAC, uh, SIAC women, uh, 
Saturday, not a lot of feature matchups when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the women's side. Uh, let's move on to Monday in the SIAC. Hey, here's the top women's matchup for the weekend. Lane travels to Tuskegee. Both these teams at the top of the uh, SIAC standings. That's going to be an eight o'clock Eastern time game on Monday. Uh, and and let, me, let me warn everybody for the games that you plan to attend on the holidays, double check the school's website and other uh, social media because a lot of people are moving their games up to early afternoon games or mid afternoon games on Monday because it is a holiday. So double check these times uh, for any games that we give you on Monday. But once again, Lane Tuskegee is going to be a feature matchup. How about Kentucky State and Miles on the men's side on Monday? That's going to be another feature matchup in the SIAC. Hey, we can't forget, Warhouse travels to Howard on Monday for that for that special event that they have mm -hmm. up at Howard. So those mm -hmm. are uh, three games that I wanted to highlight coming out of the SIAC on Monday. Let's switch over to the GCAC. They've got a roundup going on this on the band side, that's going to be held at Dillard in New Orleans. On Friday, your highlight uh, matchup is going to be Tukaloo and Philander Smith uh, facing off in New Orleans. That's going to be an afternoon game. That's that's going to be at 3 o'clock down there in New Orleans. On Saturday, your, your feature matchup is probably going to be your Wiley Russ. Once again, that's the opening game. That's the three o'clock game on that particular day. And there go your Russ, Joe. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and on Sunday, hey, uh, probably the best game was going to be the uh, last game. That's going to be the eight o'clock game. That's going to be Wiley and Dylan. Switching over to the women's side in the GCAC on Friday, Russ. Dillard, that's going to be the six o'clock game. These games are in uh, that games in Nashville on on Friday night. On Saturday, your your key matchup that you want to look at is going to be. I'm gonna go off the radar, Tugaloo and Fisk, and I'm going off the radar with Tugaloo mm. and Fisk because the, these are two teams that have not gotten off to a good start. So these teams want to basically playing for not to be in that bottom spot, but I'm be honest, neither one of these teams <laughs> are gonna want to see either Russ or Philander Smith in the tournament. That not not the way that those two teams are playing right now. And on exactly. Sunday, yeah, and on Sunday, hey, uh kind of tough with this one, but let's go with Oakwood and Russ. You know, these two teams, it's, it's, it's ironic that these two teams are going all the way down to New Orleans. Probably close if those two teams played, uh, did a home and home. But, hey, they're they going to face the New Orleans, so why not? Oakwood Rust on Sunday would be my uh, key matchup. And that's going to be a 1 o'clock game down there in New Orleans. And this is a GCAC roundup? Yes. Okay. Yes, they've, they've, got, they've, got, they've got a roundup in Nashville. And then they've got a roundup in New Orleans. They've got some men and some women's teams uh, competed competed in both. And and I think Dr. Uh, Kiki Baker Balls went to this to kind of help cut down on travel, especially for some of those teams. You know, I mean, can you imagine 
Fisk having to play Wiley on a, on a Monday night in basketball. I mean, those kids ain't going back to class until Wednesday. So if they can mm-hmm. get all these games in on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I guess it kind of helps with the travel in class. So I understand the concept of it. it I just picked those two teams because geographically, those are the two furthest points in the conference. I like the way it matches, especially with college uh, players in a lot of ways from AAU ball. They used to play, you know, a lot of games over a short period of time in these tournaments. So um, I think it's feasible in terms of that nature. And as you said, economically, it cuts down on the cost of travel. So you find a way to make it work. I like it. With that being said, Wendy Jenkins jumped in here and said, let's go, Russ, making sure that she lets everybody know. <laughs> Linda Johnson says, come on, come on, Braves. Uh, Silas Edwards McMorris says there will be no Texas sweep. That's based on the fact that Belinda Johnson said, let's go off on Braves. Let's sweep Texas. Ooh. Tony Mack is in the building. Theron Waters. Yeah. Karen Griffin. That's what they're saying. Edwin D. Moore uh, goes back a little bit over the pole and say your professors aren't comfortable with your bottom five. Yeah. Sometimes as a dean, you get that. You got to talk to your professors <laughs> and walk them off the ledge. They have a little control of their classroom. And so you tell them some things and sometimes they talk about, what happened to my uh, my, my individualism in the classroom? What happened? You know, I said, oh, man, come on. Just just, just sign the paper. Sign the paper. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. By Norfolk State University, Spartans can't be touched in the MEAC. Behold mm. the green and gold Spartan yes, sir. nation. Hashtag, yes, Spartan, both men's and women's. Yeah. Uh, as Lennon is talking about it, getting it done. Glennon Brown, Trudy Jackson, Wildmire, Will Marceline, over there, Florida Moore, holding it up in the top five, getting it done. Jay Norrells, Franklin Nelson, Sarah Beverly, G. Boom Holly in the building, Brandon King, Willie Bowman. Jazzy Faye, Ricky Burton, Chuck Hunt, Carol Keelan. Good evening, everyone, as they started off the show with us. Uh, just want to give some love to some of the folks out there. Lawrence D. White, uh, Carol, as I said, Keelan getting it done all the way out of PV representing. Appreciate y'all. Let's get in here and talk about the games that were as we go to the Division One level and, and shout it out. Let me give you this. Can, can, I, give you one Elon. Was, huh? can I give you one? Can I give you one other NAIA game uh, before you get to the Division One for the weekend? Yeah, hurry up, quick. Go All right, quickly. Uh, uh, in the Red River Athletic Conference, Monday's matchup: Xavier travels. Uh, excuse me, number twenty-three oh. LSU Shreveport travels to Xavier on Monday. That's another key game that you want to watch out for in the NAIA. That is a Red River. I'm glad uh, you matchup. got that one in there. And I keep your eyes on Langston as they continue to be top three. Great points, way to get that in there. Xavier, make sure we show them some love being top 25. With that being said, as we switch over to Division One, we had some games played yesterday on the men's side of the Colonial. A&T came from behind and got it done on the road, beating Elon 80-71. Solid victory there. Not so much for Hampton Pirates as they fall to William & Mary uh, 81-65. Hampton was on the road in that matchup. And you look at the standings, uh, struggling a little bit for uh, Pirates as they sit at 3-14 and 14 on the season and 0-5 and in the Colonial. A little better by North Carolina A&T as they're 7-11 overall and 2-3 and three in the standings to give you some updates of what's going on in the Colonial on the men's side there. Um, as we talk about the games of the day, uh, you got Tennessee State as they face off against UT Martin. Uh, your women are playing now uh, with Tennessee State, the Tigers are leading UT Martin 50-45. to 45. Uh, That's in the fourth quarter. 
as they're 830 left in that matchup to give you some updates of what's taking place there. So obviously uh, be interested in what we see with Tennessee State and UT Martin. Uh, Tennessee State men, top five program doing pretty well. They need to get that victory to get some little more consistent in OBC as they're just two and two, but they got a chance to make a statement. So I'm interested to see what that looks like as they get it going on there uh, to give uh, some information uh, what's going on in the Colonial for the women. I wanted to give a little shout out in terms of the women of North Carolina a t as they're getting it done over there. Obviously, top five program. Uh, they sit at um, uh, on the women's side. Let me get that for you. Excuse me. As you know, they're undefeated 4-0 in terms of what they're doing in the conference, uh, playing some really good basketball as they have some big matchups ahead of them in terms of what's going on. Uh, 4-0 again in the conference play, uh, but sitting at 10-5 and in terms of overall with a really good record on the season in terms of what that looks like. Uh, big matchups coming on this weekend. Let's get into uh, the, the rest of the games as we move forward a little bit. Let's see that Sunday matchup. I want to get this out there for uh, the Colonial. You have NT take on Delaware. Uh, NT sits at 10 and 5. Delaware is 8 and 6. So I think that's the matchup uh, you want to keep your eyes on. I wanted to point that game out is that is a Sunday matchup. Uh, this weekend looking forward. Going into twat draws, what are your thoughts? What are some big matchups? Jackson and Alcorn, Mississippi comes to Texas. Uh, Texas yeah, Southern is struggling. Jackson State surprising some, got up to 3-0. and but This is another chance for them to make a huge statement. Prairie be sitting at 2-2, two two, uh, wanting to get some victories at home. Alcorn obviously won the regular season last year. Had that tough loss to Jackson, but now that loss may not be looking as bad as you may have thought originally coming into it. Um, this is an all-corn team that went on the road and got some big victories against Texas and Prairie View last year. What are your thoughts? What are your matchups for the weekend in terms of the SWAC, men and or women? Oh, it's definitely the Texas two-step. When you talk about Alcorn and Jackson State coming into Texas this weekend, uh, Texas Southern, the bully of a swag, they're a little wounded right now, so everybody wants to get their legs in uh, on Texas Southern right now. So uh, it's a pivotal weekend, I think, for Texas Southern, both with uh, Alcorn uh, Saturday night and Jackson State on Monday night, uh, especially with regards to the men. Uh, an interesting matchup for me is watching this Jackson State women's basketball team uh, they uh, Purview always plays them extremely tough down there at Purview. So that's going to be a one to watch, I think. Uh, you might want to get there early for that one. That's going to be a pretty good one. And Sandy Pugh always seems to get her charges ready uh, for that Jackson State team come in, coming in. But I think those are the games that I'm going to keep an eye on this weekend. Purview women are playing some pretty good basketball, too, mm -hmm. in regards to um, sitting at 3-1 and one in the conference play, um, finding their own top five program just outside of it, uh, getting some work on the women's side. So very important when you look at that. Let me go to you, uh, Drew, on the MEAC. What are some of your games that you want to look at the MEAC? You have South Carolina State, North Carolina Central, Howard and Norfolk State, Delaware State and Maryland, Eastern Shore, Morgan State and Coppin State. Obviously the Battle of Baltimore may be one that jumps out at you. Uh, but in your mind, what are the key matchups, men, women? What, are, what do you say in terms of the MEAC? Uh, definitely interested in the Howard Norfolk game on the women's side. You know how Howard has uh, had a good I run like in the MEAC for the for the last couple of years. Norfolk is 
Golfo is doing in the B Act right now with Jackson State women are doing in the SWAC. Mm -hmm. So that this will be that game that will see if Howard is Howard when it comes to women, or if Howard would look like Alabama AM and Alabama State. Good teams against everybody, not named Jackson State. So this is gonna be that game that's going to tell that on the on the women's side for the uh for the BAC. And also on, on the band side, hey, it, it's it's gotta be central right now. You know, central, you know, for lack of better words, Norfolk State actually. Truth be told, you probably just want to sit there for both games at Norfolk State and Howard game, because on the men's and the women's side with what the uh, Norfolk State men are doing, the Howard uh, men for the good run. But hey, this Coach Bolton over there at Central, anytime he playing ball, chances are I might want to tune in to that. And then of course Doc on Monday, once again, we're going from the BA perspective. More house travel for Howard. Great day, King Day. Uh, is that game going to be? I don't see anything as far as TV or it's, streaming it's, or that. It's televised Fox. on FS1. FS1. Okay. Oh, it's on yeah, Fox. Fox. FS1. Okay. Fox Sports 1. Yep. Okay. Glad you brought that It's not, that not, it's not on the website. That's why, why I asked that. Yeah, it's one to keep your eyes on. I happened to look at it the other day, and that's why it stuck with me. But I'm glad you asked and brought it up for those that may have not seen it. Before we get out of here, I did want to talk about. Uh, uh, the SWAC matchups, Grambling Southern, Arkansas Pamela, Valley Bethune-Cookman, obviously FAMU, Bethune-Cookman with the Arkansas Pamela and Valley. Ooh, Southern Grambling. In terms of Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. But the one that I want to keep my eyes out, and I talked about it in, in the earlier segment, is that Grambling Southern. Obviously, Southern is sitting at 4-0. Yeah. Grambling at 3-1 and one in terms of what they're doing on the men's side. Uh, but they're putting in work on the women's side as well with Grandma sitting at three and one, Southern sitting at three and one as well. So you got back to back matchups that are really solid on the men's and women's matchup for that night. Uh, and then you throw in uh, the fact that it's a rivalry game. How, how do you beat that? So yeah. uh, I'm excited about what that looks like in terms of, of what we're going to get seen for this Saturday. With that being said, we're going to call it the evening. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and our colleagues. I am Dr. Yada Kabil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but we have A.D. Drew in the building. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great weekend. Get out there and support your HBCUs. Find some basketball. Good basketball being played throughout the South, South, West, South, East, South Atlantic. Get out there and see uh, some good basketball. Even in the Midwest, you got some games going on. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N. Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Let's go, Russ Bearcats. We're hollow. Team, <laughs> you? <laughs> oh, I love
love it. That's good. 